Well, it must be about uh, eight minutes after 7 o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah, you bet it is the uh, second of two employment hours for this week. During the week, we got the weekend shows, of course, and employment hour in 30 when we go to TV on Saturday and Sunday mornings on Global TV and CTV uh, as well. Phone lines, as you can tell. Well, you can't tell. I can tell because I'm looking at my screen, but I'll tell you. They're wide open. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have questions, comments about your job, your workplace, your boss. Maybe you are running a business. Maybe you just have questions about severance. Something as simple as that. Please call through and uh, talk to us. Lior there to answer your questions. one 225 talk That is toll free. And we will be getting to a ton of email tonight as we get to as many as we can during the weekend shows and these weekly shows. They do add up, and uh, we like to get through the inbox and reply to a lot of your emails because we ask for them, so we like to uh, to reply to them. By the way, it is help at employmenthour.com. But as we start each week of the show, uh, Lior, uh, Lior, we get to the week that was. What is going on with your week? Man, man, uh, Johnny, what a crazy week. Uh, only mm-hmm. Wednesday, but already a lot of uh, opportunities to speak to a lot of people. My gosh. Right. But employment law, workplace rights, and, and all those important topics that people have questions that people have answer those questions and that's what we do on this show all the time and if you have questions about your workplace right get off the couch or pull over in your car pick up your cell phone call us right now let's talk let's make sure that we solve some of those workplace problems and to get us warmed up i'm going to tell you a couple situations that i came across my desk over the past few days first of all the lady who i spoke with she was a the uh office administrator for a number of years, and uh, she usually worked nine to five, Monday to Friday. But a couple of months ago, the, the company became busier. It's a small company, and she mm-hmm. started having to work overtime. And she immediately noticed that she was working 45, 50 hours a week. She went to talk to her boss and said, well, I got to get paid for this. Uh, he hummed and hawed and said, well, let me look into that. We haven't paid before. I'll get back to you on it. Uh, she followed up with him a number of times, kept getting the runaround. Finally, kind of came, uh, things came to a head a few days ago when he said, no, I'm not going to pay overtime. I've been very generous to you in the past. I've given you mm-hmm. flexibility. Now it's your turn, so you're not going to get paid overtime. She got very upset, and, you know, at the end of this argument, she quit. She said, I, wow. and I'm not going to work for you anymore. That's not a way to treat me. I'm out of here. And very upset, she called me. And she wanted to know, well, wait a second, what what do I do here? Was I wrong? Did he owe me overtime? Right. What does this all mean? Well, John, this is very, very, very simple. If you work the overtime, you have to get paid the overtime. It doesn't matter if in the past your, bo- your boss was more generous than he had to be. You get paid the overtime. It's as simple as that. If you work more than 44 hours a week, you get paid overtime. You get time and a half. Same thing if you're a salary employee. Same thing if you're an hourly employee. Now, the fact that he didn't pay it means he's, he owes her that for the last couple of months. But it goes beyond that, John. The fact that he didn't pay overtime and she quit as a result, that's actually a constructive dismissal. If she resigns because her employer is not meeting his legal obligations, because her employer is not paying her what he owes her, the law considers that actually to be a termination. Yep. So not only, John, is she owed overtime, she's actually going to be owed severance, even though she's the one that quit. She's been there about six years. She's owed about eight months of severance plus the overtime. So I want everyone to remember this. If your employer is not complying with its legal obligations, that could result in a constructive dismissal. And, of course, overtime, as I've said many times before, paid to anyone uh, unless you're in a position that's exempt, if you work more than 44 hours a week, even if you're on a salary. 
Got uh, more of that coming, but uh, the phone calls as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one triple eight two two five talk That is toll three. I'm going to bounce over right away because uh, you're waiting already. Matt, good evening. How are you? I'm good, gentlemen. How are you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on in your world? Uh, so, question. I'm uh, I'm a sales rep, uh, and uh, half my, my take-home pay is commissions. Uh, and uh, sometimes our, our jobs that I'm working on, uh, they go sideways, whether it be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I didn't follow up or more often than not, it's uh, the company failed and, you know, bringing in stock or what whatnot. Um, and so my employer decided to basically punish sales reps by not giving them their commissions, even if we get these jobs, um, because they're saying that while their profit margins are lower than they expected, so uh, they're not going to give us our commissions on that. I just wanted to know what your thoughts are. Wow, that that's terrible. Now, just give me an idea. How much money are we talking about here? Uh, well, it depends on uh, different things, but we're talking generally thousands of dollars. Wow. Well, you know, this is not complicated from a legal standpoint. Your employer cannot, and I, I, I can't overemphasize this, your employer cannot withhold pay. It doesn't matter if it's salary or commissions. That's your pay. That's your compensation. They cannot withhold that. Now, okay. even if you did something terrible, they may be able to discipline you in some certain ways, but they cannot withhold your pay. Now, the fact that they withheld your pay, it's illegal. So that two things happen as a result of that. Number one is you absolutely can take legal action either through the uh, court process or through the Ministry of Labor to recover those wages, but okay. also you're potentially in a position to treat your employment as being terminated. We call this a constructive dismissal. If your employer refuses to pay you what you've earned, you could potentially leave and get your severance. Now, uh, uh, how, how long have you worked there for? Uh, about seven years. Seven years in a sales role. And how old are you, uh, Matt? Uh, mid-40s. So someone in your situation would be entitled to right around eight, nine months of pay. All right? So that's what's based on your average earnings. Now, okay. the problem you have, if you're going to let them, quote-unquote, get away with it, then you may be creating this precedent where it's okay for them not to pay it to you. So I'd be very careful with that. Uh, this, is, to me, is a red line that one shouldn't cross. You don't get paid. That's a big problem. Yeah. I, I mean, kind of a bit of a follow-up to that. I mean, we do get our commissions monthly. Uh, another issue that we've had quite a bit of, and this is across com- the company, uh, a lot of times our commissions are zero on on projects that we're working on uh we do get a commission report monthly we have to go through it um and sometimes it takes me three or four months just for them to adjust these commissions and and you know we're talking five six seven thousand dollars that that are owed to me uh and it takes them literally months to 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 make these adjustments well, yeah, that, that's not right. That's not right at all. I mean, if you've earned that, they should figure out a way to make sure you get paid what you've earned. It, it's not right at all, Matt. So I, I, one of the things to consider then is whether you want to treat this as a constructive dismissal. Uh, and so what I would propose you do is connect with me off air. Let you and I chat about this more. I want to get some more details about exactly what happened, how long this has happened. I want to get a better sense of your compensation. And then uh, we can talk about how to uh, how to get this resolved. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. Here is the number to reach out, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com. Please uh, call Lior when you got the uh, the first chance. KC, you're up next. Uh, good evening. Uh, good evening. How are you guys? 
Good, sir. What's uh, what's going on with you? Uh, last, I, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, last week, uh, I was fired. Uh, I just started with this uh, company, um, and I was with them uh, about three weeks. The pay rate I was uh, I was I was uh, offered. Uh, I, I took it. It was a low rate, but I needed something. Uh, they, they actually came up uh, fifty cents an hour shy on that. And they heard uh, that I was looking for part-time work to supplement my, uh, you know, my income. And mm-hmm. I was just summarily dismissed uh, last Friday. I was told, uh, that's it, sayonara, goodbye. Um, I picked up my check. Uh, I noticed then that the, the pay rate was 50 cents an hour shy. There was no vacation pay. I, I thought I was entitled to 4%. And uh, I'm curious as to know... Uh, Am I also entitled to, like, a severance, or was I there for just too short a period of time? So certainly you're absolutely right about vacation, but, yes, of course you're the 4% vacation, and if they underpaid you uh, in, with their hourly rate, then, of course, they have to make that right, and, uh, and that's easy. Now let's talk a bit about, about kind of the severance. The, the, the severance, whether you're owed severance or not, or not, depends on whether you signed an employment agreement that puts you on probation. Do you recall if you signed an employment agreement like that? No, I signed nothing. Okay. Then, yeah, you you, you are. So uh, how old are you uh, right now, Casey? 57. So someone in your situation, even if you've only worked there for three weeks, could be owed about a month's severance, believe it or not. And I know it sounds ridiculous to say three weeks, I get a month, but that's kind of how the law treats short-service employees. So it, it could be as simple as, as simple as me sending them a letter saying, you owe the severance, you owe the vacation pay and the uh, and the wages. So why don't you connect with me off air and let's chat about that and let me help you get it. And I'm glad you called because this is a classic example of what short service employees are owed when they lose their job. Uh, it's uh, it's very uh, it's for some people it's it's counterintuitive, but that's what the law provides. Great, great. So reach out, KC. Here is the number and do so one eight five five eight. Two one fifty nine hundred. Moving on to uh, to to Brian. Hey Brian, good evening. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. What's up? I just wanted to make a, a quick comment. Is uh, I love listening to the radio show, um, but as far as the comment on severance, just to add clarity, is that there are certain occupations that you are not legally required to pay severance to, uh, particularly if you work in technology. Yes, IT, absolutely. So IT yeah, professionals are exempt. There's a couple of other industries that are exempt. Uh, John and I always joke that, that pool, uh, pool cleaners, cleaners are exempt. Yeah. They, they are. Uh, but, yes, you're absolutely right. So as I said right at the beginning of the show, that unless you work for in a job that's exempt, you get overtime. Uh, even if uh, you're on a, uh, on a salary, uh, it's not just hourly people that get overtime. But you're absolutely right, Brian. Some positions like uh, IT professionals, managers generally, by the way, regardless of the industry, are exempt from overtime. So there are positions that are exempt, but if you're not otherwise exempt, uh, you have to get paid if you work more than 44 hours a week. It's time and a half. Absolutely. Enjoy the show. Keep it up, guys. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. And, uh, you know, speaking of severance, I mentioned short service employees. We had a good example there with Casey. Before we take our first break, might as well enlighten everybody if they haven't been part of the 600,000 that already have been enlightened, (laughs) and I mean that. Uh, The severance pay calculator. Give me some details. Yes, a very good uh, call, good uh, time to talk about it, because someone like Casey, he's worked there for three weeks, he probably figured out, I don't get anything. Well, Casey, anyone else listening, whether you work for three weeks or 33 years, Mm -hmm. you can go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out what you're owed if you lost your job. 
Once you go there, you're going to be asked a few questions, how old you are, what type of job, uh, how long you've worked for the company, and then it's done. It's going to tell you whether you're owed uh, six months pay, 24 months pay, or anything else. It's easy, it's free to use, and it, it allows you to find out the real amount you're owed. Um, a lot of misconceptions out there. That's why I created it. Make it the first place you go to if you lose your job, even if you're just curious or maybe you're concerned that something is coming down the road and you may lose your job. You want to have that information, severancepaycalculator.com. And with that, we will uh, take a short break. As I mentioned, we are clearing out the inbox of emails, help at employmenthour.com. Phone line still wide open. Give us a call here live on the show and talk to us with your questions, comments, and queries as well. Of course, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and always toll free at one 225 talk Just getting warmed up. It's the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio. You sure are. Monday night, Wednesday night, weekend shows and employment hour in 30 on the TV. That is happening on Global TV and CD, uh, CTV Saturday and Sunday mornings. Actually, uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell and one 225 talk That number is toll free. Uh, toll free to talk to Lior. Ask your questions here tonight. The inbox is full. Let's lighten the load a little bit. Brian, first one up, uh, Lior. His email just got this a short time ago. says, I've never taken more than one week's vacation in five years that I've worked for my company. This year, I want to take two weeks off around the holidays, and my employer says that I can't. What can I do? Well, you know, this is very frustrating. You've always been the, the good soldier. You've taken less vacation. You've kind of sacrificed the time with your family to support yeah. your company. And now you want to take the vacation and your employer says, I can't. Well, to me, that com- sounds completely unfair. The problem, though, is that it's not illegal. What I mean by that is your employer is allowed to schedule vacation. Okay, Your employer is allowed to decide when you will take vacation. Now, most employers don't do that. They don't want to tell you when to take vacation because they want you to be able to take vacation when you want so you can enjoy it properly, etc. But they're allowed to do it. Now, what they can't do is say, well, you can't take your two weeks at all. Uh, you're allowed to take that. They don't have a right to deny that, but they can say when you take it. So in this case, for uh, for our, our Brian here, the, the reality is his employer can say, you know, you're not going to take it this time or you're going to take it somewhere else, some, t- some other time. And that's frustrating, but th- that is legal. So what I don't want him to do is I don't want him to say to his boss, well, I'm doing it anyway. I'm, I'm going to go on vacation no matter what. Because if you do that, that could be a problem. That could be a cause for dismissal if you just don't show up for work when you're supposed to be. So uh, talk to your boss. See if you can work it out. Maybe there's a compromise. Maybe you'll go for a bit of a shorter time and later you'll go for longer Uh, But ultimately, it is up to the company to decide when vacation is going to be taken. Help at employmenthour.com and 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Lori, good evening. Hi, how are you? Good. What's uh, what's going on with you? Um, So I just have a question. It's actually a follow-up. So um, my boss had given us a contract to sign, and it was constricting our employment terms and uh, constricting our severance as well. And we stated to him that we wouldn't be signing it. And then he's come back and given us another contract saying pretty much the same thing, telling us how he desperately needs this contract signed and he cannot sell his practice without it, so on and so forth. And so now we're kind of all on uh, pins and needles and eggshells walking around the office feeling really anxious about what's going on. He's keeps telling us that he's not selling and he's not firing us but then 
uh, we're just wondering how many times can he present us with a contract trying to change our employment terms. He's already said that, you know, he's he said that if if he wants to, he could give us all sort of like a two-year termination notice instead of the contract. So we're not really sure. And then he said he could rehire us after the two years just to get us to sign this contract. Is that something he can do, or what? What should we? How should we handle this now? Excellent question, and I've seen this happen. And by the way, I've seen it happen a lot in doctors' offices, so so it's not unusual. So so let's be very clear. Of course, I, I can say with one hundred percent certainty, even without seeing the uh, the contract, is that it's bad for you. That there are mm-hmm. terms in there that are going to uh, significantly uh, reduce your entitlements and cost you a lot of money. And specifically, there's something in it that would limit your future severance. So it could be one of those that if you sign it and the next day he lets you go. Just by signing it, you would have lost tens of thousands of dollars. So you're absolutely right not to sign it. Now, could he give you two years' notice of the termination of your employment? Yes, he could. But I still think that's better, honestly, than you signing the contract and he letting you go a month later. Now you're getting two weeks' pay. If he wants to give you two years' notice of termination, then you have two years to find another job, but you're guaranteed that income for two years, okay? Right. <laughs> and and I think that's much better than finding out uh, a year later than you're off on the street with a couple of weeks' notice. So okay. I, I, I don't think you should sign it. Again, I, I mean, I haven't seen it. So if you really want me to, to uh, answer this properly, having considered it, send, mm-hmm. it, send it over to me. Let me read it. But I've seen this same situation many many times before and i think your answer now should be what it was before uh thanks but no thanks okay and is there like how many times can you come back and give us more contracts to sign is it unlimited do we have to keep saying no is that something well anytime he comes to you unless he changes the 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 problematic terms you should say no i mean i i don't know how many times he's going to do it it makes no sense to keep doing it maybe he thinks at some point you'll change your mind now, okay. what, what you may want to do, maybe instead of saying no, is saying, okay, I'll sign this, but here are the, here are the changes that I need to, to see before I sign it. Uh, and if you, you want to connect with me, I can give you my thoughts in terms of what should be changed in there for it to be acceptable to you. So okay. that could be a, a, a solution. Uh, happy to do that with you if you'd like. Uh, but beyond that, if you won't change it, and if there, there are problematic terms in there, you should not accept. Uh, if you and your colleagues accept that, you will at some point lose a lot of money. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Uh, reach out indeed uh, with uh, whatever contractor just to follow up, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred or help at employmenthour.com. You mentioned two two things there, so let's let's dissect this. If he does end up saying, you know, I'm giving you guys two years working notice, okay, that's fine. Number one, has to be in writing, correct? Number two, Absolutely. what if three months into it he says, you know what, I've changed my mind, out the door you go. Is he on the hook for the other year or nine months? No. So if he gives them a two years notice or however long notice uh, he gives them and he decides to let them go before then, no, he, he doesn't necessarily have to pay them the difference. He'd have to pay them what he would have to pay on termination. At that point, we'd simply look at age, position, and length of employment and figure out how much that person is owed. It could be two years. Uh, it could be less. Uh, so we would do the analysis at that point. But for her, honestly, John, there's probably something there that limits her severance to as little as eight weeks pay. And if she signs it and she's let go with eight weeks pay, that's much worse than being given two years notice of termination where you have two years to find a job, two years to get your affairs in order. I take that over eight weeks uh, any day of the week.
Yeah, he, I mean, it's, he's trying to sell it because he keeps coming back with a new contract. He's like John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I have a Casio. And, like, she's not <laughs> buying it, right? She's, she's not taking it, movie. so she's smart, right? We'll smart. Uh, move on to, yeah, I know, move on to another email here. Again, it is help at employmenthour.com. Daryl's next says, I was just given a termination letter that offers me 12 weeks severance after four and a half years with my company. The HR manager says that if I hire a lawyer, the company will refuse to pay me the 12 weeks. Do I have to accept the offer now? Well, here's the thing, John. The HR manager doesn't decide what you get. The company doesn't decide what you get. I don't decide what you get. The law takes care of that for us. The law makes that determination. So if the law says that you should be getting six months severance, then guess what? The company's going to have to pay six months severance, whether they want to or not, whether they're happy about it or not. A lot of employers try to use these intimidation tactics saying, well, no, no, if you push back or if you hire a lawyer, you're going to lose out. Well, you're not going to lose out because they don't get to make that call. All right. You're going to lose out if you're asking for more than what the law provides. But if you're asking for what the law says you should have, you're not going to lose out. So, again, I don't know much about this person beyond four years of service. I don't know what kind of job. I don't know how old they are. But I can tell you that after four years, they're probably going to be out right around six months severance, maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less. So that's a lot more than 12 weeks. So she should say or this person should say thanks, but no thanks. Uh, Give me a call or go to severancepaycalculator.com. And let's get them what they're owed. Don't be intimidated by anything else because the company doesn't get to decide if they want to pay or not. The law is going to make them pay. If you're owed it, uh, they're going to have to pay. Lots of time still for you to chime in and give us a call and ask your questions. Always good to do so. Sometimes there's some uh, surprises on the other side for sure. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one triple eight. 225-TALK, that number is is toll-free. Dana, you're up next. Went to help at employmenthour.com. Says, I've been off on a stress leave for two months, but don't want to go back to work because I'm afraid of how I will be treated. What are my options? Very common situation. Uh, something happens in the workplace. You're mis- mistreated. You're harassed. And uh, yeah. it's getting worse. And, and you, you try to cope with it, but eventually you can't. And you go on a stress leave. And now you think, okay, I'm starting to feel a bit better now because I've been away from work. But wait a second, I don't want to go back to that terrible situation. So here's what I, I say about these things. First of all, is there a way to fix the work problem? Is there a way to go back and try to get this resolved so you're not being harassed anymore? Can you go speak to an HR person, to a boss, to an owner, uh, to someone senior in the company, tell them what's happening and, and, and insist that they do something to fix it? That would always be my priority, to give it a chance, to see if that could be done, because the best case scenario is the problem gets fixed, they address the problem, they address the harassment, it's eliminated, and you can continue working. That's always best case scenario. If you can't do that because now there's no one to talk to, maybe you've tried already, or maybe you're just completely uncomfortable even mm-hmm. raising it, well then at that point it's probably time to treat the situation as a constructive dismissal. Remember, every employee has a right to be working in a harassment-free workplace. You have a right to be treated well. You have a right to work in a healthy environment. And when that doesn't happen, when you're working in a poisoned work environment, well, that results in a constructive dismissal. It's as if the company lets you go. They, They breach the deal. And that means you can leave with severance. So that's another option. So try to resolve it internally. 
maybe the problem can be fixed. If it can't be resolved internally, if you really are unable to resolve it internally, that's when you give me a call. That's when we can treat it as a constructive dismissal. It could also be a human rights issue. A lot to discuss, a lot to talk about, but the law does give you options. Is there any uh, doctor or medical documentation needed here, or would that, would that bolster her, uh, you know, her case? It would absolutely bolster her yeah. case. If I can get something from a doctor saying that she, right. she, she's been off work or she's suffering from anxiety or whatever it is because of work environment, that gives it credibility. That completely helps the constructive dismissal case. So one of the first things I, I always ask someone that, that's going to pursue a constructive dismissal as a result of harassment is, can we get some backup, some corroboration from your doctor? It's not 100% necessary, but it helps a lot. We'll get to more phone calls here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk That is toll-free. John, welcome to the show. You're up next. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. No worries. What's going on with you? Well, I'm just calling. I was listening to your show while working away. It was very interesting. And uh, uh, my uh, good friend uh, works for a company, is a salaried employee. Uh, working 40 hours a week, and um, makes a commission. It's a sales position, but it's a salary base plus a commission per units that are sold. And uh, their employer was just recently calling a meeting saying, hey, you know, you guys, we're going to give you this great opportunity. You can work as much as you want. At the, You know, we'd really like you with Christmas coming up to work as much as you want and not be entitled to any what I perceived is the law time and a half beyond uh, the 40-hour work week. And that's how it's being portrayed to them. And they're saying, well, are you excited about it? And it just seems really kind of like they're trying to pull one over on the employees. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're hi- they've hired some new employees, brand new employees, that they position the same opportunity to. And what are they going to say? They're all excited about, yeah, it sounds like a good you're not going to say we're going to start complaining on our first day of work. Right. Of work. So, <laughs> of uh, so it just it just seemed based on what I was listening to you talking about it intrigued me, and I thought I'd call to see if that sounded kosher to you. Doesn't quite mm-hmm. pass the smell test, huh? Yeah, no. it doesn't. And, no. and when it doesn't pass the smell test, it's usually because it's illegal. Uh, yeah. and, and that's certainly a situation. If you work more than 40 hours a week, again, what I was t- telling an earlier caller, there's some in- industries that are exempt, you know, IT professionals, a number of other industries. But if, if it's an industry that's not exempt from overtime, and it doesn't sound like it is, then yes, then then your friend, there uh, the, are other employees, other salespeople, would have to get paid overtime if they work more than 44 hours a week, time and a half. We simply mm-hmm. look at what they earn in a week, divide that by 44, that gives us an hourly rate, one and a half times that is your overtime rate. So yeah, now the problem is, and, and I think this is always the situation: is people are going to say, "You know, I want to be a team player. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to mm-hmm. be causing trouble here. I don't want to be uh, be the squeaky wheel." So, and, and that's a consideration. But if they want to pursue it because this is illegal, they can go to the Ministry of Labor for that. They can speak to me, and I can help them because yeah. you're absolutely right here. That, that's that's not right. Well, I, I appreciate that, and I'll be speaking uh, to her about this. I mean, the reality is, um, le- legally, it's it's not kosher, and that's great. But at least they can cite that in a intelligent, respectful discussion with them uh, on mass with a group of employees to say, "Hey, from what we understand, this is not." legal and absolutely it opens a dialogue and i mean because maybe it's conceivable that they the employer is ignorant of the law i assume that happens sometimes right it, it does yeah. happen and I, you can never discount that and it's possible that they have an opportunity to to educate quote unquote the employer uh, but you're absolutely right having that discussion is is a starting point and i think you're you're uh, looking at it exactly the right way 
Great. Thanks for your time and help. I appreciate it, and I'll definitely uh, uh, pass on your phone number. Thank you. Thanks, John. You're uh, you're a good pal, by the way, making that phone call for your friend. That number, one 821 is where you want to go. We're going to get down to uh, to Peter now. Hey, Peter, good evening. Yeah, good evening. How are you doing today? Good. What's going on with you? Okay. Um, uh, great show, by the way. I will be listening to this show. I'm like, oh, I don't know you. why. It's, yeah, it's taking me this long to call. Anyway, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was working for this um, company for, I'm not going to name names, for, from 2005 till 2012, and I was let go uh, for cause. I was a supervisor then, and I remember in the room when I was with um, um, the, the operations manager and the HRO uh, personnel, and he now said, oh, uh, we're letting you go. We told you this before, and um, don't try to pursue it. So I just let it go. I was, I was, I was. I didn't know anything about the law and all that stuff. So, but I've been listening to the radio and listening to people calling. And I said, you know what? Let me call. Is it too late now? My old severance because I've been. I was with them for uh, seven years plus. So, is it too late for severance? Is there anything I can pursue? Or yeah, so, unfortunately, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I don't like to do, which is to give bad news and and have to tell you that it is too late. There's a two year limitation period, and I think you said that you were let go back in 2012. Uh, so, so you are out of time. And what you've described is a very common situation where someone is let go supposedly for cause. But remember, it's very difficult to let someone go for cause. And most terminations for cause are not actually legal. The company can't actually establish cause. So it may have well been a situation, Peter, that back in 2012, 13, 2014 even, we could have pursued this as a wrongful dismissal. But unfortunately, now we're, we're out of time, so there's not much that can be done here, okay? No problem, because I can rest now. <laughs> at least yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah, at yeah. least you know. You at so least much. you know. Yeah. Thanks, Peter. Appreciate you uh, listening to the show. We're going to move on to, uh, to John. Hey, John, good evening. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good, pal. What's up? Um, I have a question. Um, sure. Someone had, someone had just kind of touched on it briefly about stress leave. Uh, I have a friend that goes that does have issues at work with a particular coworker, and they've tried to fix the issue internally. Uh, the boss told my wife what needed to be said, and it went back to what it was before, not too long after that. There is no HR department, uh, so I suggested to, the, to her to go to her doctor to get stress leave. Uh, well, the doctor after two meetings discussing what was happening um, just doesn't seem to want to, I guess if you want to call it play ball, um, how do you go actually about getting on stress leave? Like, I mean, what do you have to, I mean, what has to be proven in order to get this? I'm going to be very blunt here. There's only one thing she needs to do here, and that is get a different doctor. Okay? Yeah. It's as simple as that. If, if she's in a situation now where she can't, she feels that she can't work. These things are happening at work. You know, we're not talking about uh, you know prescribing medication. Giving time off work in these situations is very, very common. And if a doctor doesn't see it, honestly, she needs a different doctor. I have personally been involved in literally hundreds, hundreds of matters over the past 15 years where people go on stress leave because of work situations, and it's not a complicated thing. Uh, oftentimes, people that don't even have a, a, a family doctor would get that done through a walk-in clinic. So I, I don't know anything about this doctor, so I'm not going to say more about that. 
but it's not right and 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 she should go speak to another doctor and if she can't work if workplace uh is is getting to the point where it's impacting her health she needs some time away from it because if she doesn't it's going to get worse now the other thing though beyond the doctors if it is uh, one of those situations where she, it's impacting her health and there's really no way to resolve it internally, maybe it's also time to consider that a constructive dismissal. Maybe it's time to say, well, no, I'm not going to go back into that situation. Let's just leave there, but leave with severance. Okay? And if that's okay. what she wants to pursue, she should give me a call as soon as possible. Is there a standard time like for stress leave or is it just based on what you and the doctor discuss? It's exactly, it's based on what you and the doctor discuss. And what usually happens is the doctor would say, okay, let's start with two weeks or whatever the time is. And let's evaluate in two weeks, see how you're feeling. Uh, and the other thing she, she should be able to do if her workplace has that is apply for short-term disability. A lot of companies have through their benefits plan, a short-term disability plan that allows people to, to go off uh, for potentially for three months and get paid pretty much what they were earning when they were uh, working. Uh, and usually it's as simple as going to the doctor. So if her doctor is not, as you said, playing ball or cooperating here, she really does need a different doctor. Okay, thank you. Thank you, John. Appreciate that. And the number to follow up as well, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. Get on to, uh, to Dino. Hey, Dino, good evening. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good. What's going on with you tonight? So I... Um... I was, um, uh, I think I was uh, wrongfully uh, uh, terminated because of um, I had a one-year contract with this company and I worked um, eight, eight and a half months and then uh, I got hurt. Once I got hurt, I, I was out, you know, because the doctor had uh, put me out for, um, you know, seven days, about a week. And then when I go, when I went back, you know, um, the manager started um, uh, kind of um, reject and uh, not appreciate what I was doing. And then a week later, I got terminated. I just want to see, you know, do I have any right to go after the employer? Did they give you a reason as to why they let you go? Yeah, they uh, they set me down and they said that, you know, somebody had complained about, uh, about the way I uh, treat them, you know, because I was a manager. And uh, they had me, uh, they, had, they had given me a document uh, uh, the place that I used to work is uh, I was a manager, and I had to check everybody's uh, bag before they leave. And um, they said that uh, uh, a, a woman uh, uh, associate that, uh, you know, that's the policy. You got to check the bags and they got to check their bodies. If they had anything in their bodies, they claimed that I uh, wrongfully was touching these people. And I said, well, nobody has said anything to me. Plus, there is video cameras that... I would like to see, or I would like right. to know who she was, and they they refused to give me any kind of any uh, any clue, so they let me go. So you were on a, on a one year contract, and they let you go after about nine months. So the rule generally is when you're on a, on a fixed term contract and you were let go before the end of the contract, the company has to pay you the difference. They have to pay you the remaining remaining time on the contract. So in this case, the extra three months they have to pay you. Now, the only way they would not have to pay that uh, is if they can show that whatever you did was so bad that allow them that it allowed them to terminate you for cause. So that's really what it comes down to: is can they prove, and they have to prove it, that you you your conduct, your behavior was so bad that it would you know it was harassment or sexual harassment or whatever it is, so that you you don't uh, you don't they don't have to keep you on for the last three months. So I want to speak to you obviously as soon as possible. I want to find out more exactly about what they say happened, what you say happened. 
Uh, and uh, because again, if there's no cause, they would owe you another three months or a pay or so. Okay, Dino? Okay, great. Thank you. So connect with me as soon as possible. Dino, thank you uh, very much. That phone call, at least that phone number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, is the way to go. We've got a couple minutes left. That's it here. So I think we could squeeze in another email or two. Uh, Bill says I've been working for my employer for the last year. I'm considered part time, but I work thirty to thirty five hours a week. I think they'll be letting me go. Do I lose my severance because I'm not full time? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that uh, Bill's asked this question because you know we always talk about misconceptions. Well, here's another one. Part-time employees don't get severance. Misconception. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Let's be very clear. Don't, I don't care how many hours you work. I don't care what title you have, part-time, full-time, contract, uh, whatever, seasonal. If you lose your job, you get, you get severance, okay? Uh, and so it's the same for part-time. It's the same for full-time. It's based on your age, position, and length of employment, okay? Because of that, uh, you're, you will absolutely get severance and you don't have to worry about it. You can't do anything about them letting you go, but if you go to severancepaycalculator.com, you'll find out how much you're owed, and if that's not what they give you, you give me a call and I'll help you get uh, get everything you're owed. You know what, I'm gonna squeeze Ron in here quick, says I've been struggling with a drinking problem for over the last year. I think my employer is starting to suspect that there is something wrong. And I'm afraid that they may let me go because of it. If I am let go, is there anything I can do? Is there any recourse? So if you have a drinking problem, that's considered a disability. And you cannot be let go because of a disability. Uh, just like you can't be let go because you have uh, a bad back or you have cancer. That would be wrong. That would be illegal. That would be a human rights violation. But what you need to do here is you need to be honest and upfront with your employer. Tell them what you're dealing with. Tell them what you're struggling with. Because if you don't, they're not going to know you have a disability. They may just think that you're being irresponsible by drinking before work. Be honest with them. Try to get the treatment that you need. If you need to take time off work, take that time off work to heal. Your employer has to support you. They have to accommodate you. They can't fire you. If they do, you call me because that's a human rights violation. That's a wrongful dismissal. In other words, it's illegal completely. Wednesdays are always gold. We'll take it from there. Back in on the weekend shows. Monday, of course. Monday evening here. Uh, we do the show and Employment Hour at 30 happens on your TV, on Global TV and CTV Saturday and Sunday mornings. So make sure you catch that as well. Want to get a hold of Lior and the rest of the team? Now that we're done for the night, one 821 5900 And always, always, always. Always check severancepaycalculator.com before you sign anything, before you move forward. Go there and then contact Leo right after that. Till next time, it's been the Employment Hour on point with Alex Pearson is on the way next, right here on Global News Radio.